Hello and welcome to the Belmont Journal, your source for Belmont's hyperlocal news and community updates. I'm Mike Crowley, your host this week. Belmont's townwide election on April 2nd is fast approaching. If you'll have difficulties getting to your polling place because you'll be out of town, you have a physical dis dif disability, or uh, religious beliefs uh, prevent you from voting at the polls, you can cast an absentee ballot at the town clerk's office. You have to do this by noon on Monday, April 1st. And if you have any questions, please call the town clerk's office at 617-993-2600. I would like to welcome Lisa Scudder to the Belmont Journal to talk with us today about the upcoming Talk of the Town event that will be held this coming Tuesday at the Chenery Middle School Auditorium at 7 p.m. Welcome, Lisa. How are you? Good. Thank you very much for having me. Well, of course. What can you tell us about this year's Talk of the Town? So Talk of the Town is a way for Belmont to share creative and interesting topics together. Um, and it's in a TED Talk style format uh -huh. um, where our speakers will give 10 to 15 minute uh, talks about a topic of their choice. Um, so this year's speakers are really awesome lineup of uh, Belmont's greatest line as, lines. As they seem to be every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're excited That's uh, great. about it. So, so, so who are this year's speakers? Yeah, so this year's speakers are uh, Leah Hager-Cohen, who mm -hmm. is a famous author that will be joining us, and I believe she'll be speaking about creative writing. Okay. Um, and then we have Amanda Fernandez, who's the founder and CEO of Latinos for Education, and I believe she'll be speaking about cultural diversity. Okay. And our other spe adult speaker is Deb Roy, who is a professor at MIT's Media Lab, who will mm -hmm. talk about... Um, uh, artificial intelligence. Okay, that sounds um, exciting. In addition to that, we have some really awesome student speakers as well. One from the Chenery Middle School, um, and that's Gianna Burgess, mm -hmm. who's in eighth grade. And we have uh, one from the Belmont High School, Brianna Liu, who's in 11th grade. So. Now, now, what will they be talking about? So I think those are going to be more of a surprise okay. for us, actually. But um, we're really excited to hear what the future of Belmont has to say as well. So. Now, now, Talk of the Town is in its third year, right? Uh, yep, it's the third annual year that we've had Talk of the Town. So. Okay. And this is the second year that, that Talk of the Town has you know, sort of created a space for student speakers as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a really fun, uh, I, could, I could say it's an experiment that uh -huh. started last year and um, it went really well. The kids did awesome, so we're really looking forward to hearing from them. Okay, and um, so um, again, the the event will be held at the Chenery School Middle Middle. I'm sorry, the Chenery Middle School Auditorium. That's this coming Tuesday, seven to nine p.m. Um, do people need tickets? And if the, if they do, where can they get them? So you can pre-register. Uh, for the event, you can look on the Meet Belmont Committee's Facebook page for the event details, um, and there's a, a ticket link that you can follow uh, to pre-register. Um, if you don't pre-register and you just want to come to the event, you're more than welcome to do that as well. Okay, is there any cost for attending? No, it's absolutely free. 
Well, another great reason to attend Absolutely. Talk of the Town. Well, so this is great, Lisa. Um, anything else that, that you want to tell us about um, Talk of the Town while we have you? Yeah, so we've had a lot of really great organizers that I'd like to okay. recognize. Um, the, the main organizer for the event has been Carol Traeger, who is a former Vision 21 committee member who's mm -hmm. just done an amazing job planning this every year. Um, and then we also, this is also sponsored by the town and Belmont Public Schools is uh, co-sponsoring along with Belmont Books. Um, so there will also be some books available, I believe, for autographs um, from the Great. speakers. Well, this is exciting and um, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, so thank you for coming on the show and telling us about Talk of the Town and I'm sure everybody's looking forward to it. Yeah, so we're really excited and we hope everybody can come uh, to see Talk of the Town. All right, thanks so much, Lisa. Thank you. Welcome to this week in the Citizen Herald, Belmont's online and print news source, also online at Wicked Local Belmont. And welcome back, Joanna Jubilus, senior multimedia journalist with the Citizen Herald. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, Mike? I'm fine. Springs in the air? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we but, hope, but... <laughs> but we're, we're still dealing with the consequences of winter in Absolutely. terms of potholes. Potholes, definitely. Potholes in paradise. That was one of my stories recently in the Belmont Citizen Herald. Right. And I will disclose that I actually live in this neighborhood, okay. which is called Hillcrest. It was developed in the late 1950s. It's considered Belmont Hill. And the developer, it's about two and a half miles of roads that are private because the developer never turned the roads over to the town to be public. Supposedly, he ran out of money. That's what I hear. The developer ran out of money, never turned the roads over to the town. But luckily, the town picks up our trash and plows and patches the potholes. But these roads are beyond repair now. We're talking not potholes, we're talking craters. Yeah, I've been over these roads and some of these roads actually need to be reconstructed. So I talk to residents, they, they do, they need to be reconstructed and even Glenn Clancy, Director of Community Development said they do need to be reconstructed. However, the town cannot pay for that reconstruction. In order for them to be reconstructed, all the residents have to agree, 100% of the residents have to agree to make them public roads. And there have been many efforts in the past, and now most recently there's a, a new effort, but every effort has failed because they can't get 100%. And they've even tried to just get residents to pay for their road out of pocket and, mm -hmm. and fix it privately, but that's not a good route to go to because it'll cost 300000 approximately to fix each road right. and then someone has to manage the entire project on their own and then in about 25 years you're going to need to reconstruct them again because so road life is really only 25 years. The, the problem to getting 100% is that you know some some homeowners feel that that the potholes and well craters slow down the traffic. They do and they're worried that the uh, fixing the roads would increase cut through traffic in their neighborhood. They're also worried about the expense. If you make the roads public and they get fixed, first of all, there's a process. If 100% agree, selectmen say, okay, we'll do this. Then it goes to town meeting and town meeting, you have to get the majority of the vote from town meeting to say, okay, we'll, we'll make the roads public and we'll pay to reconstruct them. Okay. That's, a, that's a lot of hurdles to go through. And um, 
Well, it's an ongoing saga. And then there would be a betterment fee added to every yeah. property owner's tax bill in, in that neighborhood. They would have to pay about $600 a year, roughly, according to So Glenn. it's not clear that anything's going to happen soon. No, but I, I did want to bring attention to it because sure. even the fire officials, the fire safety personnel say it slows down response time and it damages their trucks. All right. Let's talk about uh, Dancing with the Belmont Stars. Great event coming up on April 5th. The Bel it will benefit the Belmont Women's Club, which is the organization that owns and is responsible for maintaining and restoring the beautiful 1853 William Flagg Homer House, which mm -hmm. sits atop a hill on Pleasant Street. Beautiful home, historic home, Belmont's crown jewel. And we have lots of celebrities who are going to be competing against each other. They're taking dance lessons at Fred Astaire Dance Studios, and this they're going to compete against each other, just like Dancing with the Stars on April 5th. Now, you want to know who these, some of these celebrities th are? These are town celebrities. Town <laughs> celebrities. Okay. Marion Ryan, the Middlesex... Uh, uh, district Attorney, okay. Patrice Garvin, our Town Administrator, William Brownsberger, State Senator, Nava from the Council on Aging, and um, Ellen Cushman and Becca Pizzi are just some of the celebrities to name wow. a few. So to get tickets, you should go to the Belmont Women's Club website. They are $40 and, I, and they're also available at Belmont Toys. I okay. think it's really a great, going to be a great event. Sounds, I'm going to cover it. It sounds like a great event. Yeah, fun. So very quickly, craft beers, um, there's a potential new business venture. What, what can yes, you say about that? Yes, I just that? met with Suzanne Shallow, the owner of Craft Beer in Belmont Center. She is looking to expand, move her store into the former foodie space, just part of it, about uh -huh. 4,500 square feet of it. That's what she's looking to do, and she also wants to bring on some vendors to join her in this in this venture. She's in the process of looking for like a cheese vendor, a meat vendor, even someone who could be a pub, uh, and she wants to. She really wants to fill the entire former food uh -huh. space. So if anyone's interested in a, in a business venture, they should get in touch with Suzanne Shallow at Craft Beer. But she does say this will happen. Surely she is definitely going to move. She's in negotiations with Locatelli Properties, and she hopes by mid-April to have a lease signed. Wow, that sounds exciting. Well, thank you so much, Joanna, and we will talk to you next time. You're welcome. Welcome to this week in the Belmontonian. And we have Franklin Tucker, editor of The Belmontonian, with us again this week. Welcome back. Thank you, Mike. So let's talk about the potential McLean uh, development. Uh, what's happening there is uh, the there's, uh, after the uh, town had an agreement with McLean's mm -hmm. to start develop and rezone the area, uh, much of that has been developed um, okay. as residential housing right. and also um, places for McLean's. Now we're down to the two final parcels. Uh, one is going to be developed as an educational uh, area for its adolescence uh, school. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the one that many people are really excited about here in Belmont is that you're going to have another residential area, but this, this is going to be really geared towards um, older people, people who are retired, um, the, the 55 and over. Oh, people uh, our age. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, so um, it will uh, be about 104 units. And now what, what really is um, interesting is that many people in Belmont, and I think a lot of people in, in government is all, are also thinking, how can we really um, uh, magnify uh, the amount of affordable housing right. there? Uh -huh. So it really is going to be uh, interesting how um, 
the housing people who um, are, are, whether it is in government or outside ad, ad hoc uh, uh, agents or, you know, promoters of uh, affordable housing, how, how they're going to deal with McLean's. You know, McLean is going to try to, to make it as, uh, as profitable as they can, but uh -huh. there is such a need for affordable housing, especially among people who are retiring or, or downsizing. Um, and there's such a need for it too. So there's going to be this give and take. So it'll be interesting to see how that works because we really don't have that. We uh, in Belmont, there's this is going to be pretty much it when it comes to large developments. Yeah. So so what what is the the time frame for development of these parcels? They uh, well for the educational process that that has they're going to have the McLean said that they're going to fundraise for that. So that's going to be a little bit later off. Okay. They would like to start uh, as soon as possible, of course, with residential to try mm -hmm. to get the market as, as hot as it is. And I think everybody else would like to have it as quickly as possible, too. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. But uh, let's see what, what, what really happens at the meeting, and we'll see a little bit more in terms of, uh, of, a, um, uh, of, of a deadline uh, process. Okay. You also wanted to talk a little bit about schools? That's right. Uh, Belmont is... Um, uh, Belmont, uh, the Belmont schools um, are is supporting a, um, a an effort by uh, suburban schools in the in the area to um, uh, change the formula on how the state funds public schools. That's called Chapter Seventy. Right. It's a, it's a long formula, basically how it's done. Uh, whether it's looking at achievement gaps, um, uh, uh, level of uh, income for the students who are coming in. Um, so it's a, it's a very complicated formula, but in one way, Belmont is not getting the amount of money that many of the schools uh, systems around this area are getting. I mean, you. Right. I mean, I mean, right now Belmont is maybe two hundred, three hundred dollars below many uh, adjoining communities when it comes to um, the amount of money that that's paid out towards for each student. Now there are a couple of different proposals. There's the governor's proposal. I, I don't know how how Belmont would. Would. Well, we, we we'd always gain a little bit now. Uh -huh. Now now under the suburban um, uh, method, uh, Belmont could make out quite well. Uh, but you see, there's always this um, uh, debate or this yin and yang when it comes to city schools and suburban schools. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's no there's no um, there's no real blaming city schools for trying to get as much as they can because they have a lot more issues that they have to handle in, in there. But suburban schools are just as, as pinched as anybody else. Sure. So now you have to really, uh, it's a give and take. All right. Um, so so we're likely to see some developments in the coming year on on the, 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 everybody, the funding formula. That's right. Everybody wants the funding formula to be changed. Now it's just, again, it's, it's a little bit of a give and take how it's going to be done. Okay. How about basketball? Oh, it's a bit of a, a great year for both basketball teams, boys and girls. But, you know, they unfortunately uh, are now out of the playoffs. Uh, okay. The girls lost uh, in the uh, finals of the... Uh, uh, the North Finals uh, lost to the same team they lost uh, the year before. I mean, but yeah, they have always been a, a very good team. Um, they've been in uh, three finals in the last four years. Uh, the boys actually made the uh, won the North. Okay, they were the kings of the North. Mm -hmm. Game Game of Thrones. Uh, but they uh, lost to a very good uh, defending state champions in uh, Tech Boston. 
So uh, and, um, uh, so um, uh, both teams uh, really um, showed how, that, how well they were. So the teams, the teams did good. They, 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 they both um, didn't finish where they wanted to um, in terms of the, the finals. Yeah, but we still have rugby to come along. Okay. Girls rugby, three in a row. Three state championships. All right, well, thank you so much, Franklin. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next time. Belmont High School's performing arts company is putting on a musical production, Little Shop of Horrors, from March 21st through the 23rd. Joanna Jubilus has produced a segment for us. Yeah, Little Shop of Horrors is about um, a poor flower shop that lives on in a, in a desolate town with not much business. It's the poor part of town and it marks the coming of this new strange presence, this strange plant that's somehow come from another world. And this plant eats blood. And the only way it can grow is to eat human blood. And in return, it grants amazing favors for those who care, care for it. And Seymour is the caretaker. that I have loved the music in for a long time. Um, I think that I do find myself drawn to shows that have both a fun and humorous musical theater flair, but also aren't afraid to get a little serious or creepy or odd uh, on one end or another. And so this show fits that bill. I think it does have for people who like the what is that of a musical um, and a little bit non-traditional this will have that but for people who like seeing a musical with flash and singing and dancing um it's got that too which is funny because it's supposed to be Skid Row, but we were very inspired by the sort of 70s um, horror poster uh, aesthetic that like, you know, woman from outer space and Mars attacks. So they sort of almost neon, but not quite like hyper saturated tones that we're going to make dirty. So like put, a, put an orange in and then put some splatter on it. Um, and we were also really inspired by the great uh, plant that we that we borrowed and we rented and it's these very vibrant colors we wanted it to not stick out um as much like so it could be believably from the planet earth and then as you change the lighting and as you change you get a new look i just think it's a really fun show the music is really fun and there's some really interesting scenes and some motifs that happen around that are really significant to Again, tying it back to the American dream and just the simple things people want in life and dreams that can't really be achieved, but that people want so badly. Matthew Gallagher is a Belmont native and now a musician and artist living in Cleveland. He's also presenting a solo exhibition at the Belmont Gallery of Art that focuses on research and development. His exhibit explores the boundaries between science and art. Be sure to see it. 
Hi, my name is Matthew Gallagher. I grew up in Belmont and now I live in Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm very excited to be returning for this exhibit at the Belmont Gallery. This exhibit is called Research and Development, which has been sort of my tongue-in-cheek, you know, name for my studio and um, my art practice because um, it's, it's pretty literal um, interpretation. All of this is sort of my research and um, materiality, physics, and generative processes. I don't know what the inspiration was or what it is, but it, it, to me it has kind of like a music, um, a sound wavy music well, kind of you thing, like got vibrations. it exactly. This is part of my interest in seeing sound. Okay, so uh, Well, I'm really interested in um, generative processes. So that means um, creating things with some external variables, like such as chance or chemistry or um, other phenomena like that, uh, a big influence for me in school was John Cage, who would create pieces of music by rolling dice or drawing playing cards. Um, for me, I really wanted to sort of collaborate with external forces, and I <clears throat> found myself being very interested in these forces that we cannot see, such as sound waves. I've always wanted to see sound, which um, you know, something, something as spatial and physical as sound, like, must look incredible, I thought, but we can't see it. So I've been sort of de dedicating my life's work to conducting an expose of these forces that we can't see. Magnetic fields are another one. Um, you know, we're surrounded constantly by magnetic fields and radio waves, though we never see them. Um, and these forces are really dynamic and powerful. And so I think as humans, we're, we're really visual learners because our eyesight is sort of our best sense. Um, and so I think a lot of these properties and phenomena that surround us that we take for granted um, can be understood better visually. And now it's time for our community calendar. We have all the updates for you on what's coming up in Belmont this week. Hi everyone, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for next week. Powers Music School presents a St. Patrick's Day concert as part of its free neighborhood concert series on Tuesday at 1.15 at the Beach Street Center. Faculty members Amy Bashara and guest Andrew Forbes will entertain audiences with driving, energetic Scottish and Irish music on the fiddle and pipes. The Belmont After School Enrichment Collaborative presents the first in its parent lecture series titled Thriving in a Diverse World, Raising Racially Aware Children on Wednesday. Dr. Adriana Umania Taylor presents Supporting Healthy Ethnic Racial Identity Development in All Youth, What Families Can Do and Why This is Critical for Student Success. This talk takes place in the Chenery Auditorium at 630. Ever wondered about the science behind special effects in movies? Mad Science is holding a movie effects workshop for children in grades 2 through 4 on Wednesday at 2 p.m. at the library. Exciting demonstrations and hands-on activities allow children to discover the science behind the amazing sound and weather effects from their favorite movies. Registration is required on the library's website. 
Belmont Books celebrates South Asian authors on Thursday at 7 p.m. Enjoy music, snacks, and celebrate Holly, a Hindu spring celebration. The authors will be reading, discussing their writing process, and answering questions. Learn more about this and other author visits at belmontbooks.com. Why do we delight in listening to music? Possibly because to hear music is to be transported to a place beyond ourselves. On Friday, the Oriana Consort presents five choral works in five very different genres, featuring instrumental ensemble drawn from Boston's early music community and soloists from Oriana's membership. Friday's concert takes place at 8 p.m. at the Belmont Watertown United Methodist Church. Babysitting can be a great job for young teens. Students aged 11 to 15 can get hands-on training with a certified instructor to learn all about basic childcare, supervising and playing with children, accident prevention, basic first aid, CPR and AED training for adults, infants and children, and more. The training takes place from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Beach Street Center. Register with Belmont Rec. The Global Cinema Film Festival of Boston brings the best of cinematography to Boston, giving filmmakers an opportunity to spotlight human rights stories that deserve global attention. This year's festival, taking place from Friday through Sunday, includes over 18 independent films from 18 different countries around the globe. You can see a full list of films that are screening, watch trailers, and purchase VIP or individual screening tickets at WorldwideCinemaFrame.com. That's all for next week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. That's all for now. I'm Mike Crowley. This has been the Belmont Journal, and we'll see you next time.